It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs, online at joescarding.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs. Get over to Joe's Carding today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. And uh, Tuesday night, today this publishes, the Slick Track Series returns for five straight weeks in January, and I believe the championship wraps up January 31st. If you're a local racer, I highly suggest you get out, have a little bit of fun. Yeah, you may not have a chance at winning the championship, but you're still going to have a heck of a lot of fun racing these carts. And if you're just a spectator like I was several times, it's a lot of fun to watch these guys race. Very technical. Uh, you got to be really easy on the throttle and the brake. And uh, it is not easy as uh, Jack Dover has shown. He's obviously an incredibly talented driver, but he struggled so far this year. Get out to Joe's Carding at Council Bluffs, 23rd Avenue, near the Mid-America Center and Bass Pro Shops, again, in Council Bluffs. Joining us on the show now, the um, we're going to call them head honchos, as in plural, for Blue River Raceway, formerly Tuxedo Raceway Park in Crete, Nebraska. Trevor and Brandon joining us on the show. Trevor, we'll start with you. How are you doing tonight? Doing great. Doing good. Thanks a lot for joining us. And uh, Brandon, you're recovering after the new year? Oh, recovering from the car shootout. I don't know how to call that good. <laughs> Brandon, let's start with you. How did you guys come together and uh, and how did how did you guys end up taking over Tuxedo Raceway Park from Nick? Well, uh, honestly, Trevor and I have been friends for years. Um, we do a lot of stuff together. We cart together for one. Our kids are best friends. Um that's kind of where we got started and and we've talked about doing something for a while and and when Nick stepped away uh Trevor and I seen you know with I-80 going away and uh and then Creek going away Trevor and I felt the need to step up and uh make something happen to keep karting alive in Nebraska and, and keep kids racing uh Trevor what part of that did he completely make up Honestly, none of it. It's, it's kind of crazy. We, uh, you know, we've had a true passion. The The friendships that our kids make are probably more more exciting at the track than sometimes the results of the races. Uh, you know, to keep it around is, is beneficial for not just the drivers or the kids. It, it's positive for families. It's positive for, for just racing in general. I mean, it's the, it's the future of the sport and we want to do everything we can to keep it around. And if we do it as a group, I think we can make it happen. Did either of you guys uh, race yourselves or help with race teams throughout your history? We both have actually. Um, I started racing forever ago. Um, started racing cruisers and hobby socks, stock cars, modifieds, open big Johnson race cars. Um, raced uh, for, I don't know, forever. Um, own now I, I part of Kyle Vandal's operation. I own the majority of his stuff. Um, and then we started carting. We actually started carting for fun six or seven years ago, and and uh, we bought carts to race around my house, and uh, did that for a while. And now my my daughter raced for a while, and my stepson races. Um, so yeah, we've been around it forever. <laughs> Now, Brandon, I'm starting to question your uh, decision-making process with putting Kyle Van over behind your car, but uh, or behind the wheel of your car. But 
uh, we'll let that go. Uh, Trevor, did you race much uh, in your history? I did. Uh, I guess to go back to the family side of it, my uncle Harvey was actually part of the original foundation of Eagle Raceway, and then my dad raced for a while, and then I started as soon as I could, turned 16, and of course the year I turned 16, IMCA allowed it to where you could race at 14, so I was behind the eight ball there, but <laughs> um, then we got into it and got out, got out of racing to make the decision for a family and had kids and told my wife that I was going to buy my kid a cart. She told me I was crazy. And here we are. I think I've had nine carts in the last six years and my stepdaughter raced and my son, he's ran two, three classes all year. And we've, we travel like his first year, we ran 18 different tracks and went to nationals and went all around. And here we are. And now we got a track trying to keep it alive. So. And Brandon, I should say, since we don't really know each other, I, I hope you know that there's a little bit of a friendly rivalry between Kyle and I. Oh, trust me, I know all about it. Okay, good. <laughs> Just, I try to get to say that, I was like, boy, that could sound like I'm a real jerk if he doesn't know the joke between us. <laughs> Kyle doesn't go anywhere without me, so we're always. Okay, all right. Uh, you, know, you know, Trevor just brought that up. Let's see what he's story with that. Uh, Trevor's first race car came from me. I didn't like him back in that day, though. Yeah. <laughs> Tolerate him now. Yeah. I can. <laughs> All right. So we talked a little bit about it. Did you guys approach Nick when he, I think he announced uh, end of last year, uh, which was, you know, just a couple weeks ago, uh, actually just a couple days ago, but I think he announced somewhere around November or maybe October that he was going to be stepping away. D did you guys approach him and, or did, was that something that kind of was in the works? No, we actually uh, we never Nick. Um, the property in Crete is actually owned by the city of Crete. Um, when Nick stepped away, we actually uh, got with the city and uh, spoke with them about it, and they were fully on board keeping racing going there. So that's kind of uh, how we got our feet in the door. Well, yeah, I mean they got uh, obviously some businesses that probably. Uh think it's pretty great when you guys are in town you know whether it's the local gas station the convenience store or whatever i'm sure you're bringing a little commerce to the city yeah i mean it's, it's you'd be surprised you know i mean the uh, crete what is great is there, there, there's multiple multiple nights where there are 100 plus carts you know and you think 100 plus carts two to three four family members i mean i know when i was just going there to race for fun you know it was it was, you buy your gas in town, you go get some pizza at Casey's, and uh, next thing you know, you've had a few cold ones, and you got to go to De Leon's to eat before you go home, you know? So, <laughs> I think it's kind of the, the thing for everyone. And those were cold bottles of water, right? Uh, that's all that happened to my trailer. <laughs> Ever. We're talking with uh, Brandon and Trevor from uh, Blue River Raceway in Crete, Nebraska. They're going to be taking over for Tuxedo Raceway Park. What was the decision to uh, to rebrand and relaunch the racetrack? The uh, we just wanted a clean start, I guess I would say. Um, you know, move forward with things, uh, start over. Um, we felt that rebranding was probably in our best interest. So, uh, mm -hmm. so what we decided to do, uh, Trevor, are you going to be, uh, let's go with this route. I, w Trevor, what's going to be your role 
uh, if you guys are dividing up responsibilities for how you're going to execute the day-to-day operations? So I guess in a, in a round scheme of things, we're going to kind of be all around it, but it's going to take a group. Uh, my main focus is to pr- try to provide a good uh, track and, and get the conditions right and get everything ready. Um, and another thing, you know, what our goal is once we get to the point where we're there, once we get our race crew, we, we would like to become parents as soon as the green flags dropped to enjoy it and take that aspect of, of, you know, the favoritism part or, or however, we want to kick that to the side. And as soon as the race is over, we're more than welcome to talk to people. Um, you know, we, we just want to provide a place for everybody to go. And, and honestly, in the end of the day, there might be days where I'm not available to be there or Brandon might not be there with everything going on. And we want the place to succeed without, without centering around a single solo part of it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what it's going to take to keep carding alive. It's, it's going to take a huge group. So I don't know that me and Brandon's names might be getting thrown around about being the head honchos or however you call it. But honestly, in the end, it's every single carter and family member and pit member of everybody who's racing. It's going to, it's, it's a huge deal and it's exciting to have it. What, uh, what's the plans for practice uh a firm schedule are you sanctioned by anybody are you going to be running any certain uh uh carts or uh classes excuse me so we're we're gonna stick with uh we're gonna stick with the who's your flat carts um for the juniors and still run their adult class on the flat part we'll keep the the flat mod which is kind of an open class you see a lot of guys that have ran big cars running in that and then for our cage classes, we'll keep the 206. We're going to run the same junior one, junior two program. We're going to go back to that. And then uh, probably keep the cage mods around. We're hoping in the end to have 12 classes. We are going to add an additional adult clone class to give the guys from that are running the adult flat carts at Eagle, give them another place to run. And then uh, it's kind of exciting. We me and Brandon met with Roger and, and Roger and many Eagle have actually uh, decided to work together on some things and they're going to be a huge part and add an adult predator class there on Friday nights. So that's exciting news. And thank you, Roger. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. And I think everybody's understanding, you know, if we can work together, we can keep a lot of carts around. And, so, and, and I think you kind of said it there, you guys are planning on running on Thursday nights. Uh, so we're hoping to run uh, Sunday afternoons in the summer. Okay. Oh, because I'm sorry, Eagles on Thursday nights. Duh. Eagles on Friday nights. Yeah. Friday nights. Come on. Yeah. Don't you work there? <laughs> well, on Saturdays I do, <laughs> and they even kind of question that from time to time. <laughs> uh, all right. So you're gonna do try to do Sunday afternoons. Yep. So we're we're gonna do a Sunday show. Um, uh, me and Brandon have talked and. You know, with McCool announcing they're coming back on schedule on Saturday nights. You know, I, I'm a firm believer it, it's hard for a for a parent to keep a to keep a big car sitting in the garage and make them decide whether they're going to run a big car to win money or take their kid out to have fun and learn. You know, if we can allow them to have their Saturday fun and we run on a Sunday afternoon and be able to open up the family atmosphere a little bit, 
And then once we get to the fall series, if the city goes for it, if we could open up and do a do a Saturday fall series, maybe to end out our year once the big cars are done, I think that's in the best interest of Blue River. And I think things can go pretty good. Uh, Brandon, do you guys have a date that you've got circled on the calendar you're hoping to open up? We don't at the moment. Um, we we shot the uh, we actually have to turn in a, a plan with the city and everything else. Um, we're we're really just getting started on this. Okay. Um, but uh, no, it's you know our our goal is we'd like to run eight eight or ten shows regular, and then our fall series, like Trevor said. Um, there will be schedule will be coming out here really soon. I mean, we're, we're, we're working diligently on this, trying to get, you know, everybody says you got a lot of time. Well, you know, it's, it's January now and racing season comes faster than a guy can ever. So yeah, we're, yeah, uh, we're, we're technically two months away from racing. I mean, granted, we're going to be racing at the end of March. So you want to get numbers wise, we're three months away, but I mean, we're two months and, away from racing. Dan, that, that, I don't like it when people tell me that. I really <laughs> No. But, no, we're uh, we're working hard at it. We got a lot of work to do. I mean, it's uh, – um, we're virtually starting over in Crete. Um, you know, we got a, we got a lot of stuff to do. The, the track's still there, but the fence, we got to put up – replace the fence. We got to get equipment in there, everything else. So, I mean, it's, it's not just a – it's not just up and ready to go. It's, you know, it's going to take a lot of people, a lot of work and to, to get up and going, but we're going to make it happen one way or the other. What size racetrack are you guys running? I'm, I'm, I apologize. I didn't know what Tuxedo Raceway Park was. Trevor, do you, okay. do you know what it was? T- Tuxedo is a, is a, it is a large eight, I guess you could call it. Um, it's, it's kind of, Dan, with you being around at Eagle, it's kind of the size of the outside of Eagle. It's little okay. track right now. Okay. Um, it's a pretty unique track. You got you got some sunshine and and hot conditions in one end of it, and you got some shade and tree cover in the other end, which really makes it technical and honestly makes kids phenomenal. You know, once they figure out how to get through it, it's it's kind of fun and exciting to watch when the, when you're watching a five or six year old kid working the wheel and pedals like a like a big car on a saturday night it's it's kind of incredible to watch well the cool kids seem to be uh redesigning and shortening their racetracks are you guys planning on uh sticking with the current layout and size or uh while you're doing some dirt work are you going to be shrinking it down or putting in a dog leg or something we so we're we are uh once once weather gets or mother nature gets out of here with her frosted ground and everything we will reconfigure some things um change it up you know it kind of goes along with the rebranding of it we the future is the future and we want to put something out there and and make it known that we're here as a group and see what we can do fantastic been talking with trevor and brandon with uh, blue river raceway in crete nebraska blue river raceway.com I see you guys have the domain purchased. Uh, probably going to be getting a website up here shortly. Uh, Dirk, you got anything for the guys? No, I was just, that's the last thing I was going to ask is uh, where they can be, you know, found at. So obviously the website's coming and I'm sure there'll be a Facebook page and uh, all your standard social media stuff. 
Yeah, we, we, we'd like to say we're a lot more organized already, but we're not. <laughs> uh, Facebook page, we, we got it started. We it's That's my one of my big goals this week is to get caught up on that. But, I mean, I just kind of want to reiterate on what Trevor said is just, you know, this isn't our racetrack. This isn't one person's racetrack. We intend to do this for it to be everybody's racetrack where okay. everybody has a voice and – you know, everybody has fun. I mean, I, and Trevor also brought up, you know, this is for the kids, but a lot of people don't realize how much these kids love it. I, I watched my kid. In fact, I, I have a picture from last night of six or seven kids, including my stepson and, and Caden, Trevor's son, all standing around running, running the muck like crazy at the car shootout, <laughs> just having fun. And it's like, you see that. And that's, that's what we want to get back to. A play it's not just racing it's all it's about friendships and and kids having a good time and that's that is what that's what we want to get back to we, i mean we can't wait to make it happen that's awesome guys love hearing that uh good luck with everything and of course if you need anything any promotion uh just uh shoot us a message we'll be glad to help you out and uh we'd love to get you back on the show when the schedule gets solidified and talk about when people can start racing at blue river raceway in crete all right, guys, best of luck to you in 2023. Can't wait to hear from you soon. Thank you. Yeah, guys, good luck. All right, once again, that was, uh, again, Brandon and Trevor with uh, Blue Raceway Park in, uh, excuse me, Blue River Raceway in Crete, Nebraska, taking over for Tuxedo Raceway Park. Uh, Nick Dice stepping away. He made that announcement. I want to say it was at the end of last year or uh, end of the last season or in the, uh, like, sometime around October or November of last year. So good to yeah, see those guys stepping up and not letting that die off. I, I think it was in October when he made okay. that statement. It was, I mean, you're thinking that season just ended and boom, here's this, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a bomb being dropped, so to speak. So, right. Yeah. All right. Let's get to a couple other news and headlines that we've got saved over the last couple of days uh, since we talked to you guys last. And uh, we'll start off with uh, Boone County Raceway announced their 2023 schedule, including. Uh, show and shine on April 23rd opening night is April 28th. And then they're going to be doing their IMCA weekly racing. Uh, mods will join them on May 5th. They're going to do um, mother night on May mother's night on May 12th. The SLMR series is going to be joining them on May 19th. Um, then you get some weekly races with some specials in there. Kind of cool things. Veterans nights. May 26th autograph night is May, uh, excuse me, June 2nd fireman appreciation night, June 9th, uh, Boone County raceway challenge featuring ASCS sprint cars, late models in the good old time racing association will be June 30th. They're going to take July 7th off as they get ready for the Sunday night show, July 9th, the Tanner Pelster Memorial featuring the dirt crown stock cars, hobby stocks, and, uh, MDSA is that uh, that's the um, Midwest classic stock cars. Oh, is that a C? That is a C. Sorry, just the font made it look like a D. Midwest Classic Stock Car Association. Uh, fan Appreciation Night, July 21st. Kids Night, July 28th. Championship Night, August 4th. There's a backup date for August 18th. And then September 17th, the Cornhusker 300 Enduro. So that is their 2023 um, tentative. Got to make sure and get that tentative schedule in there. Boone County Raceway, Albion, Nebraska. 
Uh, weekly racing is going to be featuring IMCA late model stock cars, hobby stocks, and sport modifieds. I think also Beatrice put out their schedule. Uh, looks like they're going to be doing uh, spring nationals Thursday, March 9th. Good land. We are two months away from racing. <laughs> spring nationals. March 9th, uh, that is practice night. That's a Thursday night. Then Friday, March 10th, and Saturday, March 11th, the two-day show. Saturday on the 11th is going to be featuring the Stock Car Crown Summer Series. And uh, looks like modified, sport modified, stock cars, hobby stocks, and sport compacts as your regular classes for Friday and Saturday night. March 16th and 18th are scheduled for rain dates. Uh, they're going to be doing their regular opening night for IMCA modified sport mod stock cars, hobby stocks, and sport compacts on May 5th. Looks like race saver sprint cars are going to be joining them on June 2nd. Super light model series on June 16th. Race savers back on July 7th. And uh, race savers again Friday, August 11th. Championship night's going to be Friday, August 25th. They're going to do a sprint car special September 29th and then their annual Oktoberfest, October 12th, 13th, and 14th. Again, that is Boo Beatrice Speedway, their 2023 tentative schedule. Speaking of Beatrice, Tommy Denton was officially announced as uh, the uh, new promoter and head honcho for uh, Beatrice Speedway. Tommy's been involved with those guys for quite a while. And uh, I, I seem to maybe be running around in the right circle that's uh, big Tommy Denton fans, but uh, he seems to definitely be um, doing some positive things at Beatrice, and it's really nice that they've uh, officially given him the reins and taken over as uh, their promoter. So I think he's going to do some very good things for those guys. Yeah, well, he's going to get the opportunity, and that's the important part. Mm -hmm. Up in the NASCAR circuit, a couple of new crew members joining teams. Kyle Larson and his wife, Caitlin, welcomed Cooper Donald Larson on December 31st. Their uh, their child was born on New Year's Eve and looks like uh, Eric Jones and Holly Shelton also. Um, well, excuse me, that wasn't uh, a baby announcement. That was a um, engagement announcement. So Eric Jones going to be a, officially off the market sometime in 2023 when he ties a knot with his longtime girlfriend. Well, it's just, that's the kind of luck Kyle Larson's got. I mean, um, you know, he's got the new racing series coming out. You know, he's, he didn't have much of a run at the championship this year, but, you know, was the defending champion. And and then his kid comes out and with perfect timing, comes out on the 31st. So he gets the whole year tax write off for one day. <laughs> good point. <laughs> you know, how good are you living when that's happening? Yeah. <laughs> i think that's going to do it for us today the chili bowl all this week no next week right next it's week. uh next all week. next week so we got another week we'll uh we'll try to recap that um nothing else i mean some of the other news stories on the front stretch facebook page uh shared that starting january 9th is the official auction for a lot of equipment out of IED speedway I think a lot of people throughout the area are kind of actually starting to wake up and realize that th this is real. I-80's not racing next year. Um, there's some really kind of things in here that I wish I had some money that I could actually throw around because I think it'd be fun to own that billboard or um, some of the, uh, you know, I don't know, the, uh, the uh, what is that car, the Camaro? 
Uh, they've got a Camaro and a Charger, I think. Yeah. They've got the VW van, if they're going to get rid of that. I, I didn't look through the list, so I don't know what's all for sale. There's uh, quite a few auction uh, lists available. You can go to the IED Facebook page. They've shared it out with their Steffens Group Incorporated, who is uh, in charge of the auction. Again, all this stuff is available. You can uh, you can uh, bid online starting January 9th. Uh, you can buy grandstands. They're hoping to sell the grandstands with the suites so that any racetrack in the area could just come disassemble them, ship them down to their track, reassemble them, and, and you've got a beautiful grandstands and suites available. Um, PA sound system, all that kind of fun stuff. But there's uh, there's a little piecemeal stuff. I, I kind of hope those grandstands don't sell and they end up piecing out those uh, seats because I'd like to buy a couple of them just for posterity. Yeah, well probably sneak down and unbold a couple up just for prosperity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked a little bit about the Tanner Pelster Memorial. That's coming up Sunday, July 9th. If anybody in the area owns a business and wants to promote it, they've got a really cool deal. A uh, lot of sponsorship packages available. Uh, that was that the last two years has kind of turned into a last minute donating money to the purse deal. And uh, if you ever thought about doing that, do it now rather than the day before the race. It's great that you're adding money to the purse, but if you do it now, the racetrack has time to promote your business and you got a chance to get a little bit of return out of it rather than uh, waiting to the day before. And then you get, you might get an announcement or two at the racetrack. So, all right. You get six months of notoriety instead of 10 minutes. Exactly. All right. You got anything else for us, Dirk? Uh, no, um, not right off the top of my head. I mean, the, uh, only other thing I can think of is we got coming up here in what about 10 weeks is uh, the auto show world of wheels will be back. Yep. I'm planning on going up to the um, racer swap meet in Columbus. I think that is January 21st. Yeah. Cause yeah, the well, I-80 speedway yeah. banquet is well, the 20th. I'm, I'm out of town. I know. Yeah. Uh, the I-80 speedway banquet is the 20th. And then the uh the racer swap meet is that morning so i think james Rowland and possibly chris brown and i are all going to roll together and go check that out and um that was a good time i'm i think i'm going to go down there and i'll talk to the guys about setting up a booth again and doing interviews nothing formal just to have the microphones ready to go and try to flag down some drivers and get ready for the 2023 race schedule so we'll, we'll see what happens we got more done there last year we had a yeah. bunch scheduled but had a lot of no shows for some reason, but yeah, that's okay. We'll get, we'll get that resolved. But uh, life happens. And the Daytona 500 is a little over a month away. So while I'm still working on getting the uh, prizes sent out for 2023, probably 2021, and no, you're not I got sending them out for 2023 because that ain't happened. Yet. Well, I'm working on. I, yeah, I mean, I, I did say the wrong year, but I am still <laughs> working on it already. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think I've got all the prizes sent out for 2021. I'm working on getting the final prizes for the top 16 in 2022. And then I could release this, the, the available prizes for everybody on back and then start working on those. And we already did get an email into the, uh, front stretch podcast at gmail.com when the 2023 schedule or, uh, uh, contest would be starting. I'm just waiting to get a notification from the. Uh, website that it's ready to go so hopefully we'll be able to uh, announce that in the coming weeks and you guys can get set up and ready to go so well there's... hopefully we can uh work a little bit with uh uh kansas speedway and maybe get our uh crewman for the day back up and running i would love that and i actually i'm, I'm hoping maybe in the next couple of weeks as things are a little bit slower in my full-time job 
that I'll have time to reach out because uh, BJ McLeod's team said that they'd be very interested in partnering with us as far as the team goes. And I felt like they did a fantastic job uh, kind of helping us out with the interview we did back in May. So I really want to work with those guys. I think they do a great job putting on an experience for a winner. Well, I think, I think we get a little better um, interaction, I guess the word I'm looking for, for our uh, crewmen for the day with the smaller teams. I agree. Yeah. You know, you got those teams over at Hendricks or something. Yeah, they're going to let you stand around and look at stuff, but they're basically they're not going to let you touch the car or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. You might run into Chase <laughs> or or one of the Hendrick guys, uh, but you're not going to get a lot of time with them. And BJ will actually sit down with you and chat with you, you know, when he's got some time and they'll, they'll get some behind the scenes stuff that the bigger teams just uh, aren't comfortable doing. So. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great time. We'll definitely uh, get that up and going again. Well, since uh, Dirk doesn't have anything else, I don't have anything else. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in turn number two. We're going to sit down with the 2022 I-80 Speedway uh, Super Late Model Track Champion. Might have heard of the guy. Uh, drives number 14 car. Uh, he's been racing for a few years, hasn't he? Just a few. Just a few. Kyle Burke's going to join us just around the corner on the front stretch. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Great times, great food. Get too quick to steak and lube. Quicker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings or six boneless wings check out quaker steak and lube and council bluffs on facebook for all their daily specials get too quick to steak and lube Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs every Tuesday night for all-you-can-eat wings, and we're just crossing into the new year. But before you know it, that classic car cruising on Thursday night will be back uh, a parking lot full of Detroit's finest exports every Thursday night at Quaker Steak and Lou. Make sure to follow them on Facebook for all the details and information. Joining us on a show now, we finally caught up to it. Not a lot of competitors are able to do that. Driver of the number 14, super late model, Kyle Burke joining us on the show tonight. Kyle, uh, appreciate you taking the time and uh, sitting down with us. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. I know... Uh... He was trying to get a hold of me during harvest, and uh, so it was a little hard. But uh, yeah, it's good timing. We always seem to want to talk to you when you're when you're stuck in the field. 
<laughs> well, it, you know, we go from racing and already kind of overlaps at the end of the season where we're yeah. trying to finish off our racing and try to be in the field. So it gets extra hectic there for a bit. Yeah, I, I hear you there. Well, let's talk about your 2022 race season. Um, I know Anthony got to see you a lot more. I got to see you a couple of times at I-80 Speedway and you uh, were able to pick up the track championship at I-80 Speedway, the final one for 2022. Uh, so talk a little bit about your season and how you kind of feel the 14 team performed. Well, you know, we kind of decided, my sister and I, and and pretty much the team all decided that it wasn't the, which we have, I think, since it started or almost. So that, that was a very tough decision, but we really needed to light my load in the spring. And and um, so we've had it on our mind clear back a year or two ago to chase this, the last points, you know, year here for I-80. So, um, you know, we were as determined as we could be <laughs> given our age, but uh, it, it did turn out good six wins on the year uh like you talked about not only 19 events according to my race pass i'm sure you went and picked up a couple of races here and there but uh it's probably been quite a few years since you only raced 19 times uh it seems to be dwindling every year a little bit and uh kind of jokingly but you know we, we go into going like oh we're gonna go out there and race you know 40 times but whew, that's hard to do anymore and uh you know with the malvern malvern bank schedule and the i-80 you know nights it just it fits us you know and and uh looking back you know we might have wished we pursued the mountain bank series this year but um and we missed doing that it's it's always been a um, just a, a desire of ours to uh to follow that and and support that series and, and everything that J jay burdick and joe kaziski put together there but uh the track points was you know really personally for me uh is uh with I-80 closing down now and, and not planning, at least no word yet, if they have anything on the schedule for 2023, all signs point to no racing. Do you anticipate picking up that super late model series touring series again, or are you going to continue to kind of wind things down? I think at this point, honestly, we are not sure. Meaning uh, we certainly want to. Uh, it's just, uh, you, you know, it just seems like age is a factor for, for not just me, but my dad's my truck driver, just him and I, and he's 81. Uh, so, you know, when they're two, three nights away, you know, on a weekend and we got to get back home and I'm tired going into it and I'm wore out when I get home and the, and the planter needs to be in the field and the sprayer needs to be going. And so it, it's harder than it used to be. And, and my desire is there, but, but that doesn't get the job done, right? <laughs> <laughs> well desire got it done for a long time but also uh time in the race shop and it it seems like that's that's getting more and more tough to come by it, it, it is and it, you know it's it's just, you know for everybody as age sets in you just got and you know i got married late in life so my kids are what have we got to 14 12 and 11 at this point in time so uh starting to get really busy for them and and uh so you know i, I do want to be around for you know be involved with them as much as i can and it's just hard to do everything. So, yeah, I just kind of got to take your priorities and, and go with it. Well, I think you're the only racer I know whose crew chief doesn't drive the hauler, too. So, <laughs> Oh, well, she has <laughs> quite, quite a few times, actually. So uh, she, she's our backup backup driver. How about yeah. that? The uh, double stopwatch uh, is her main priority, right? Pretty, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see her down at the racetrack, I just kind of want to lean in and just give her a little bit of hard time to say, you know, they got that on my race pass, right? Officials scoring and timing. 
<laughs> see, but, see, that's the age age part, and I can say that because she's my sister. But yeah, uh, you know, old habits die hard. So you know, mm -hmm. she's lived on that stopwatch her whole career. So that's just how she rolls. Well, and if you can't get a network or catch a signal where you're at, you guys are yeah. gold. Yeah, that's tried right. and true so, method. Some of the old stuff is still, uh, you know, good. Yeah, tried and true method absolutely works. That's right. Um. It was uh, quite the battle uh, for the uh, points championship at I-80 Speedway. I, I don't believe uh, they made it very easy on you. Uh, no. And, and, you know, for the last few years, we have not pursued that, but I've kind of watched and, and been there some and, you know, raced some of it. Uh, and I've noticed every year it comes down to absolutely two to four cars uh, mm -hmm. that, that, that can win that deal. And, and uh, you know, my mind is like, oh, we stay focused. We'll have a good year. And uh, we'll we'll have a comfortable league going into it, but that that just did not happen. I think going into the year, but that competition is just that tough. Yeah, going into that final night, I, I want to say, I mean, I, I can't remember the exact point spread, but I I think you were maybe a couple of points in front of Bill Layton, maybe four. Four, I and, think, is what I remember. Yeah, yeah, and then Jake Neal was right there. I mean, if you had yes. any kind of an issue in one corner, you not only yep. lost the championship, but you fell back to third. Absolutely. And, and the week before, uh, Bill won convincingly and I ran and then Jake Neal and I ran third and, you know, worked on Jake Neal for several laps and couldn't get by him. So meaning, uh, you know, if that happened again and, and that order, you know, we definitely would have won the point. So yeah. we were I, I was uh, felt comfortable, uh, but yet I was still nervous, just like, you know, in the old days, I guess, you know, I still getting tensed up and it was on my mind. And, and you know, I really wanted to pull it off, but so didn't they, but uh, that, that night really rolled in our favor. We're talking with Kyle Burke driving the number 14, the Marquette missile uh, winning the 2022 IED speedway track championship uh, for the NASCAR weekly racing action. And, and Kyle, you were kind of uh, uh, kind enough when I was going around that night. And then those, the last couple of days at IED speedway to kind of put together a little bit of a thank you video for the Kaziski family. Um, I really can't think of somebody that, that has had such a, a, a long career with the Kaziskis. I, I know there's probably more out there, but from being in Joe's way to uh, Joe and Steve's way to really getting your feet and figuring this late model stuff out to now uh, you were beating them on a regular basis. And from what I understand, a pretty big rival of theirs. And then once Joe and Steve stopped racing, uh, you never stopped being a, a, a fervent supporter of what they did. Well, you know, when you're, competing for wins as you say kind of fighting the racetrack with, with them uh you know you know this saying you don't you don't uh, meet you don't have your friends at the racetrack you bring them but uh, point being they were very tough and for years we wanted to just be competitive to them and then all of a sudden we we were and so yeah them rivals and at sunset speedway really sparked that huge uh you know guy from farm boy from middle of Nebraska comes in and upsets, you know, them guys where they had such a stronghold on that racetrack. So that that's one of my biggest achievements. Uh, honestly, I feel there's, there's others, but the winning points championship twice down there. Um, and that's, that's, I'll never forget that, but uh, yeah, it's now racing uh, underneath Joe and, and, you know, with Steve at I-80 doing all the track work and, and, you know, Steve has bought several cars and motors from me for, for Brian. Uh, so it, it's quite a turn over the years and Joe calls me and sometimes actually a few weeks ago, we were, it was an hour and 34 minutes. I checked, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> it, it is, it is made a full circle. It sure has. I, I can believe wholeheartedly that you and Joe had a 
one hour and 34 minute phone call. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard for us to do that. That's no, I bet not. Not a, And I know that Joe has mentioned to me in passing that he's uh, leaned on you a little bit for some insight as far as drivers and thoughts on where to take the super late model series. Have you thought about as you know, your racing career kind of winds down, maybe picking up a promoter title or helping out with the series a little bit more if they're interested in having uh, you on? Um, you know, Joe has been uh, teasing me for the last several years, actually, behind the scenes, you know, <laughs> and uh, he's like, Kyle, you know, this this is good. I'm just prepping you for, for your future. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I can envision a role for that or even my sister and I or something, but where we live and, and as busy as our lives are, I, it's really probably not in our cards, but um, I, I really do respect the heck out of Joe and what he's put into it. And, and Lisa behind the scenes, she, she, the number on a race car, but, but without Belinda or without Lisa, this stuff don't exist. It just don't. Well, and, and you mentioned that Belinda's there with you uh, that uh, what's kind of your thoughts on this whole thing as things are winding down. Are, are you, motivating Kyle to to stay in it or, or are you kind of feeling it too that it's time to to wind down a little bit and maybe hand the steering wheel over to Chase we are uh, we've talked a lot about this the last year or two even matter of fact it was three years ago I think when Kyle said we need to be looking for somebody else to get behind the wheel I just feel like at certain times I, I feel like I want to continue to work on the car and and you know um put a car out there that's competitive, but I, I might be giving up a little bit behind the wheel. And so that's what brought Chase about. And uh, so what the future looks like, I don't know. I'm seeing it on him and I'm feeling it myself that age is catching up to us. And and uh, my son Christian is uh, showing a little interest in getting behind the wheel of it. So maybe playing with him a little bit, you know, um, but you can only do so many things. So that's kind of what's a little bit on our radar. And continuing to, you know, for Kyle to race and be competitive, but what what it all looks like, we're unsure. Yeah, well, I think you keep talking about this age deal. You guys ought to be the ones to be innovative, maybe uh, support your racing endeavors in the future. You guys got to design some type of elevator that's top of these trailers. <laughs> for us older people. <laughs> well, I'm, Believe me, I'm, we've talked about it. I'm envisioning something like just modify like those. Uh, what's the little uh, uh, el- the the chair escalator that goes up the stairs when you? There you go. You know yep. something yep. similar yep. to that. Just nice and quick. And a step stool like Scott Bloomquist uses to get me in the race car is actually uh, probably on our radar in the near future. Help me get down <laughs> in that thing. Kyle, uh, again, you know, we, we a few years ago, I know you battled with uh, the shingles virus, which. My medical understanding is a little vague, but I, I don't believe it ever goes away. It just it just kind of goes dormant. Uh, how has that been for you the last couple of years? Well, uh, unfortunately, mine didn't go dormant. Uh, the, the nerves that come out of my lower back and went down all the way on the inside of my left leg, it uh, ruined the nerve in a nutshell. And so uh, I take uh, Lyric, I believe it is, uh, twice a day. If I don't, it, it really uh, – it, it's – Things it tingles. It's not unbearable. It's just, uh, just a little bit of a pain in the neck. So, uh, but with the Lyrica stuff, there's supposed to be no side effects and all that. But um, it's manageable now. But yeah, it's, uh, it's. I guess it it happened, and it's, it sure could have been a lot worse. That's a tough deal. I I think uh, uh, 
just after you you started kind of publicly talking about dealing with it, I think my mom got the same thing. She got a much, much more mild version of it. And hers, after a couple of months, kind of went dormant. And so I, or she might take some pills to keep it dormant or something like that. But yep. she hasn't had to deal with it on the level you have. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I'm feeling uh, on, on a side note, uh, you know, like my lower back uh, has really been an issue. We've been to some doctors and stuff just so we kind of know. But I really feel my, my lower back's been a really a problem for years. And I, you know, I can sit and say, well, I worked really hard, but, but who hasn't, but behind the scenes, I, I'm not so sure it's not from being part of it, being strapped down in a race car with the shoulder mm -hmm. harnesses on pulled in tight. And I, I pull myself in really tight. It started way back in the day when dad and Belinda, when I was young, starting in the race cars and they were all reaching in and are you tight? Are you tight? You know, you know, so you want to be secure in case something happens, but um, so, you know, it's been a lot of years I've strapped down in that thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it aches and pains start sitting in, you know, and when you, when you crack over 50, it's, uh, uh that was a eye opener for me. <laughs> We've been talking with the 2022 I-80 Speedway at track champion for the super late model class, Kyle Burke driving the number 14. Kyle, make sure to thank some of those great sponsors that have helped support you all these years. Well, no, no doubt Aurora Co-op has been a, a supporter of ours for a long time and, and they have really helped keep us on the map and keep us on the road and keep us with good equipment. Uh, you know, you, you don't win championships on, on second rate stuff. Cause, cause what you're running against is, is good too. So, um, and then of course, uh, Blend and Steve with Strobel manufacturing, uh, you know, just tons of support in a lot of ways there more, more than just financial, but um, you know, we got the Stevens Buffalo, um, the, the, the Paul and Deb Campbell and the girls over there. Um, yeah. Campbell Farms over in Iowa. Uh, they, they've been a supporter of ours for a long time. Uh, and it's neat when we go over to Corning and Harlan and Denison, some of those tracks. And they've got in road with us some in the rig and just really developed a good friendship with them. And, and um, you know, the preferred popcorn, uh, we raised some of that. Uh, they're nearby here in Nebraska. Uh, so, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, financial supporters behind us. But also my dad and mom has, uh, you know, put their lives into ours. And, and, and to me and, and my sister and, and, and Mike Dirks uh, has been up and down the road with us for, I don't know how long, 20 years. It's, it's just, I can't even remember how far back, um, you know, and Greece, uh, Truck Wash in Aurora, Nebraska, they get our rig wash there and they've been good supporters of ours. And, um, you know, we've had uh, this last three years working with uh, Scott and Chase Brown. Scott is Chase's dad. And um, they, they've really helped us and, and uh, in a lot of ways behind the scenes, uh, and especially Chase, uh, part of it was, you know, he could drive a car and then he could help us. And, and it really took some load off of Blend and I at the racetrack. And, and uh, he's really matured a lot in, in his understanding of cars and just a great talent. Um, his future is very bright. And, and uh, so all that to say, it just a lot of people's help put us here. Yeah, I, I've been very impressed with his progress this year. He He's made some good progress the last couple of years as he's kind of figuring that car out, but I think he took a big step this year. He really did. And, and uh, you know, I anybody I'm associated with, the cars we built and sold, the customers, uh, you know, I want them to win just as bad as I want myself to win. And, and so to put him in a car uh, that he's never drove a big car and a car that we built, it was our own missile chassis, I wanted success, uh, you know, for all of us. And, mm -hmm. uh, but, but we kept telling him, you know, going into it, that we, we really wanted it to mature as, as it needed to mature, but, 
you're right. He he did take big strides this year, and he, he was so careful with the car and, and maybe too careful with it. Uh, and that's in a good way, but yet, you know, he, he's, he's just uh, respects the car and, and the, 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 the competitors around him. And, uh, and we really respect him and Scott for that. They just have been, been great to play with and work with. Dirk, you got anything else for the Marquette missile? Well, I just wanted to, to ask him if he thinks, Kyle, do you think you guys would still be running, um, the type of schedule that every late model driver ran back in you know the heyday back let's just say the mid 90s you know you were still a lot younger um and and you still had several years experience but uh you know you could go run uh eagle you could run mid-continent uh you could run sunset you could run so many tracks yeah Yes, sir. We, we went to Horning for, I think, two to three years every Saturday night for weekly racing to chase the NASCAR championship. We went to Sunset for a lot of years. Uh, uh, Howard Mellinger, we went to uh, Crawford County Speedway, I think it's called then, um, up there in, in Denison uh, for years. You know, we're talking four-hour trips just, just for a weekly racing, you know. But, yeah, we had McCon, Lexington, Albion, Columbus, um, you know, just like the Eagle, uh, we raced there for some NASCAR championship stuff, uh, battle with Ed Kaziski actually there the year after he won the national championship. In fact, we went over there and picked on him a little bit. But, uh, so yeah, it's, it's different now. And, and we're certainly going to miss I-80 so, so much. Um, you know, even for the future of, of Christian, my nephew or Ryan, my boy, um, you know, so, um, yeah, back in the day, we raced, you know, 70 races, and now we're trying to push out 20. <laughs> so you you don't think you'd be still doing that circuit if it was around? You know, probably not to the extent what we, you know, we'd race three weekly nights, and sometimes I, I don't even remember how we pulled it all off, but chasing the Bush Tour, um, you know, the, the World Dirt League, and still chasing track championships. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That that uh, definitely um, it 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 took a toll on us, no doubt. But um, you know, I got married late in life, so we was able to dive into that and and really focus and just put like like we said earlier, the time in the shop. Uh, races are one in the shop. We've all heard it, but it is the facts. And um, you just can't wing it and go play at that level. And and uh, so you know, once we tasted victory and championship, it, it was hard to not keep going <laughs> how many times how many times did you go down to uh florida in february several years i know it wasn't just one year you uh, yes our first year down there we won at east bay on the wednesday night um it's a heck of a night for us uh to recap that real quick we go out in hot lap and the track is greasy muddy and uh i get up in the fence and turn four and hot laps a little bit and burger up the car jimmy mars comes around he's sliding in the mud he slides into me uh, so we get our backup car out and, uh, we set, I think it's quick time. We won our heat race. They had a dash. Then how you finish the dash is how you started the feature. We won the dash, started on a pole of the feature. Don O'Neill was going to steal my thunder. He, he was faster. He passed me and then he broke and, uh, handed the lead back to me and, uh, is a night we'll never forget. Uh, so yeah, um, we had some good moments. Uh, even, uh, the second time we went to, uh, I don't remember the year around 2008 or nine. 
Um, and, uh, but it takes so much manpower and equipment to go down there and do that. That first year was there, we raced 15 nights in a row. Um, and, um, we'd spent a lot of money and we'd spend every bit of energy we had by the time we left. Then we had to come home and unload everything and completely rebuild the cars, motors to get ready for our normal season. So it, it's, it's a huge undertaking if you're going to go after it, you know, very seriously. Well, that and you're running a lot, a lot of sand in the dirt and stuff down there. I know that gets everywhere, but um, I don't. Oh, I, absolutely, all the hubs have come off the car. Yeah, I, I snuck over to uh, Volusia a couple I, times. Tough on stuff. Yeah, I snuck over to Volusia. Yeah, sometimes it's like it's night, but never East Bay. East Bay, such a boring and such a blast. Um, and it was really good back in the day when we would go down and watch. I've probably been there 15, 18 years, uh, maybe twenty years over my career watching. Uh, and then racing there uh, two different times. So, yeah, uh, that's going to be missed. We're, my family is dying to go down there this year, so the kids and the wife are going down as a vacation and uh, enjoy that before it's gone. Hey, speaking of that, uh, we have we talked to you back uh, before Thanksgiving, and, and this isn't airing until the new year, but uh, the news came out that the Silver Dollar Nationals was headed to Houston Speedway. Um, is that something you're going to try to hit up a couple of more times while you can, or, or do you think your silver dollar nationals run has come to an end? Well, uh, ideally, uh, put on a, and, and Jay Burdick would put a Malvern bank series race there, uh, you know, a night or two as part of it. Um, similar, like he's done, you know, up, up here at I 80, but, uh, so that, that would be a definite, um, and, you know, so, we definitely want to be a part of this uh, as much as possible, but you know, now it's further away and, and um, it's not a real good time of year for me, especially when it doesn't want to rain out here in central Nebraska. So <laughs> we're at heavy irrigation to keep the farm going. So, uh, but yeah, um, we, we look forward to seeing what that turns into. And I, I really hope we get some Malvern Bank series races up there as part of it. Fantastic. Uh, I think that does it for us, Kyle. We really appreciate your time. It's always great talking with you and uh, please don't be a stranger. We look forward to seeing you soon. Okay. Yeah. You too. And I appreciate everything you guys do. It's neat uh, what you guys do behind the scenes for this. Thank you very much, Kyle. Appreciate it a lot. Yep. Uh, Thanks, Linda. Yep. Have a good night. Thank you guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for today's show. Big thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening. Big thanks to Brandon and Trevor from Blue River Raceway out of Crete, Nebraska, for joining us and talking about getting that operation up and running for the 2023 season. And, of course, thanks to Kyle Burke for uh, working with the schedule and getting on the show and talking about his 2022 I-80 Speedway Track Championship. If you guys get an opportunity, head down to Quaker Steak and Lube at Council Bluffs, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Great food, great sight, great sounds, amazing amount of beer. You really can't beat the atmosphere and the great food at Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch Podcast presented by Joe's Carding. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. This time I'm talking laptop screen replacement. We've all made the mistake of dropping our laptop. Maybe one of our animals stepped on it. Maybe we set something heavy on top of it and we just didn't realize it was too heavy. And you go to turn that laptop screen on, there's a giant crack across it. That doesn't mean your laptop is completely worthless. In just a couple of days of turnaround, I can easily get your laptop screen replaced and usually it's for a pretty reasonable price. Don't think your laptop is completely wasted just because you have a 
broken screen on it. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641, or shoot me an email, tailoredcomputersandrepair at gmail.com. I'd be glad to give you an estimate on how much it's going to cost to replace your laptop screen. We all have that coworker that runs their mouth off at how great they are. They shot a five under par, 95 mile an hour fastball, bench press 375, brah. Wouldn't you love to shut them up by schooling them at Joe's Karting? Council Bluffs premier indoor karting track, professionally designed so each corner is your opportunity to embarrass your coworker. Call Buddy for your next company outing at 712-256-5278. Joe's Karting, white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue next to AMC 17. 